Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to talk a little more NFL news. Um, I also want to talk about the AFC North division as well. And then I want to talk a little MLB news, and I also want to talk a little more Seattle Mariners baseball. So first, I will get started with the latest NFL news. Lots to talk about today. Uh, we'll get started with the latest NFL news. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook signs a one-year contract with the New York Jets worth about um, worth about uh, $8.6 million. So a very good move for the Jets to add another um, really good uh, weapon to their offense. Uh, this team is loaded with offensive stars. Uh, so they're going to be very exciting to watch. Um, and you look at their running backs now uh, with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Um, that's going to be a very good one-two punch um, as running backs for the Jets. Um, and also the Patriots, they signed Ezekiel Elliott to a one-year contract worth about $6 million. We know how much the Patriots really like to run the football. Um, and they add Ezekiel Elliott to their group of running backs. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott could be very good, especially near the goal line for the Patriots. So this could be a very good addition for the Patriots as well. So a um, couple teams in the AFC East uh, making some big moves. So we'll see how that works out for them. So um, with that being said, now let's talk about the AFC North Division. Uh, we are done with the NFC. Now we'll get started with the AFC Divisions, beginning with the AFC North Division. Uh, first team we will talk about is last year's AFC North Division champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to be a very interesting team once again this season. Their quarterback, Joe Burrow, uh, still dealing with a little bit of a calf injury, but the Bengals are optimistic uh, that they will have him ready for week one. Um, but uh, will they have a contract extension uh, done um, by the start of the regular season? I have heard that there is a possibility that Joe Burrow will not step on the field until this contract ex extension is done. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But um, Joe Burrow, very good quarterback with a strong arm. Um, uh, we know what he has done. Uh, throughout his career so far with the Bengals leading them to a Super Bowl where they lost to the Rams. Um, he's also won a couple of AFC North division titles as well. Um, so Joe Burrow, a uh, very good quarterback. Like I said, he's got a strong arm. He's got a lot of weapons around him. A very good trio of wide receivers uh, with Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Void. Uh, he's got a good running back in Joe Mixon as well. Um, and uh, the Bengals are once again expected to have a very good defense. They did lose a couple of uh, big pieces to their defense in free agency. But, um, you know, I do expect the Bengals to once again make some noise in this AFC North division. So uh, we'll see how they do. Um, and another team in this division that's going to be very um, exciting to watch. I think the most interesting team in this division is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Very interesting team. Um, Lamar Jackson uh, finally gets that big contract that he's been um, hoping for. Um, and, uh, you know, can he take that next step now? We know that Lamar Jackson has a very good regular season record, but he has struggled in the playoffs. He's only won one career playoff game. Um, so, you know, with this new look offense, uh, we'll see if Lamar Jackson uh, could take that next step and um, help the Ravens to make a deep playoff run so 
Uh, you're looking at this team. Uh, we know how much they love to run the football in Baltimore. Um, you know, they have a very good uh, group of running backs um, <clears throat> with um, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Uh, they also added uh, Melvin Gordon um, to their group of running backs as well. Um, and they still have Justice Hill as well. So the Ravens, they really like to rotate their running backs. Um, and we know that Lamar Jackson can really run the football well as well. So, um, you know, um, Ravens, uh, very good options to run the football. And now Lamar Jackson has some really good weapons to throw the football to as well. Um, we know about um, Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay. Uh, they've made some really good plays for Lamar Jackson. Of course, um, Mark Andrews, uh, one of the best tight ends in the league. He's been the number one target for Lamar Jackson uh, for a long time now. Um, but they also added Odell Beckham Jr., uh, which uh, should make that Baltimore Ravens offense um, even more interesting. And they also drafted um, Zay Flowers, another uh, good, uh, talented young rookie wide receiver uh, to add uh, to the group of weapons for Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, not only will the Ravens be able to run the football well, uh, but Lamar Jackson now has a lot of weapons where he can spread the football around. So the Ravens will be, will be able to get very creative with their offense. Um, you know, John Harbaugh um, could, um, you know, do a lot of um, really interesting things with his offense. Um, you know, he can wear down opposing defenses running the football. And, um, you know, they can also spread the football around and make some big plays um, in the passing game as well. So. Um, it's going to be a very interesting team to watch. And honestly, I think the Ravens, um, you know, even with, with their defense, you know, their defense is going to be very good once again this season. Um, defense has been the identity of the Baltimore Ravens, um, you know, for a long time, especially under John Harbaugh. Um, I did hear that they recently added Jadavian Clowney to their defense as well. So, um he could be another a really good addition to this Ravens defense. So, um, you know, they're going to be very interesting on, um, you know, both offensively and defensively. Um, and I think the Ravens, uh, I think the Ravens could probably win this division. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, they're going to be a very interesting team to watch. Um, then you have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that's another very interesting team in this division as well. Um, we will finally get to see a full season of Deshaun Watson in this Cleveland Browns offense. Very small sample size for Deshaun Watson last season after coming back from an 11-game suspension. Um, but uh, we'll see what it gets to look like running this offense for the full year now. Um, Nick Chubb running the football. Uh, very good running back. One of the best running backs in the league. Um, and uh, we'll also get to see Nick Chubb a little bit more in the passing game as well. Um, now that Kareem Hunt is no longer there. Um, so um, uh, Nick Chubb um, could have another very good year for the Browns um, as their lead running back. Um, and uh, also Deshaun Watson has some really good weapons to throw the football to as well. Of course, Amari Cooper is going to be the number one wide receiver. Uh, they also added Elijah Moore in a trade um, going over from the Jets. Um, and uh, 
Donovan Peoples-Jones will be a really good weapon for Deshaun Watson as well. Um, and also David Njoku, solid tight end. So uh, lots of good weapons for Deshaun Watson to spread the football around. So this Browns offense will be very interesting. If you look at their defense, their defense should be very good as well. Um, with uh, Miles Garrett um, and Zadarius Smith getting after opposing quarterbacks. Um, and uh, the Browns are expected to have a very good secondary this season as well. So uh, this is going to be another very interesting team in the AFC North. We'll see if they can make some noise. And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're going to be a very interesting team as well. We know they have a very good defense uh, led by T.J. Watt. Um, and um, T.J. Watt, um, you know, um, very good player. Um, and, uh, you know, offensively, what will they look like um, with Kenny Pickett going into his second season? Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, kind of went through a little bit of the rookie growing pains um, at the beginning of last season, um, you know, just uh, learning how to grow and develop um, in that Steelers offense. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit, but really uh, turned things around in the second half of the season. Uh, Steelers came very close to making the playoffs last season. Um, and uh, Kenny Pickett was a big reason why the Steelers played very well in the second half. Um, you know, he really um, improved in the second half of the season, um, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's where Kenny Pickett tend to really shine the most uh, for the Steelers. And um, he ended up having a really impressive rookie season. Um, and uh, going into his second season, we'll, we'll see how uh, Kenny Pickett um, continues to grow and develop, um, you know, running that Steelers offense. Um, as their starting quarterback, uh, he's got some good weapons to throw the football to in Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens. Um, and uh, they could also run the football, um, you know, with um, Najee Harris um, and uh, Jalen Warren. So um, the Steelers, they're going to be a very interesting team in this division as well. So four uh, very good, interesting teams. Uh, but in the end, I think the Ravens will probably, um, you know, shock the Bengals and they will end up uh, winning the AFC North division. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but um, this is going to be a very um, interesting division to watch. Um, with that being said, uh, now I just want to give you guys a little bit of a reminder that the Seahawks' second preseason game will be on Saturday against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really looking forward to that game. Um, we'll see if we see a little bit of the starters this week. Um, if we are going to see the starters at all in the preseason, it probably will be this week. Um, highly unlikely that I think we will see any of our starters. Uh, Pete Carroll really doesn't play his starters a whole lot in the preseason. Um, but if it does happen, it will happen this week. So, um, you know, um, I do expect to see a lot of Drew Locke. Uh, once again, in this game, he had a really good, uh, first preseason game against the Vikings. Uh, we'll see how he does against the Cowboys. Um, but uh, we'll see a lot of young players um, in this game, uh, both on the offense and the defense. So um, we'll get another really good idea of, you know, the depth on this Seahawks team. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Should be a fun game against the Cowboys. Um, and, 
you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, a little bit of sad news to talk about uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, one of their former players, um, Alex Collins, who was a very good running back, played five years in the NFL, um, three with the Seahawks, two with the Baltimore Ravens, um, only 28 years old. Um, and Alex Collins uh, passed away in a motorcycle accident. Um, so uh, let's keep um, our thoughts and prayers uh, with his family. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a really sad story. Um, it was really sad news, but um, Alex Collins, a uh, pretty good running back, um, had a really good five-year career. Um, and um, just uh, very sad uh, to hear about Alex Collins. So um, that's my thoughts uh, on the latest NFL news. And now I want to talk a little MLB news, uh, some bad news for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, their, uh, their ace in their starting rotation, uh, Shane McClanahan, Shane McClanahan um, had to undergo Tommy John surgery. So not only will he miss the rest of this season, but he will miss all of next season as well. Uh, so we won't get to see Shane McClanahan again until 2025, but uh, he was a very good pitcher um, for uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, definitely a Cy Young contender once again this season uh, before that Tommy John um, surgery. Uh, so it's some bad news for the Rays. Um, but the Rays, you know, they um, have had to overcome a lot of uh, injuries in their starting rotation. Um, and uh, just another one that they will have to try to overcome. Uh, but, uh, you know, they always find good pitching. So, um, you know, I think the Rays, uh, they're going to be fine, but um, they've already lost three pitchers this season to Tommy John surgery. So um, definitely something, um, you know, medically that the Rays uh, really need to look into moving forward. Um, and they also have some bad news with their star shortstop, Wander Franco. Um, he's placed on the restricted list. Um, he is under investigation um, for some issues uh, that uh, um, could possibly have been um, involving a minor. Um, so, you know, definitely does not sound um, like, uh, you know, very good news for Wander Franco and for the Rays. Um you know, with Wander Franco under investigation, uh, he won't be back on the field anytime soon. Um, and, uh, you know, this is obviously very serious. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, young players uh, just can't afford to do dumb things. Um, you know, you have to have a very good character both on and off the field. Um, and uh, this does not look good for Wander Franco. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Rays moving forward. But, um, you know, Wander Franco, they paid him a lot of money. Um, and, uh, you know, very talented player, very talented shortstop. Um, but, uh, you know, you cannot make bad decisions off the field. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with the Rays moving forward. Uh, but uh, this is definitely not looking good for the Rays. So, um that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Now I'll talk Seattle Mariners baseball. A very interesting four-game series for the Mariners um, against the Kansas City Royals. If you like offense, you probably really enjoyed this four-game series. Uh, lots of offense um, within these four games. 
Um, I'm going to do my best to try to break this all down. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a lot to talk about. Um, and uh, probably going to miss a few things that happened, but um, I'll do my best. So game one, uh, this was a very interesting game. Um, uh, Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Mariners going up against Brady Singer and the Royals. They got their offense going early in this game. Salvador Perez hits a big three-run home run to put the Royals on the board. And then Bobby Witt Jr. hits an inside-the-park home run for the Royals. Um, he does an incredible job of circling the bases um, after hitting a high five ball out to Dominic Canzone. Um, Dominic Canzone loses the ball in the lights. He gets blinded uh, by the lights, and he was unable to make the catch. Um, and uh, Bobby Witt Jr., incredible job circling the bases, showing off some incredible speed, circling the bases in 14.3 seconds for the inside-the-park home run. Um, that extended the Royals' lead to 4 to nothing. Uh, Royals eventually tacked on another run a little bit later on in the ballgame to extend their lead to 5 to nothing. And the Mariners really couldn't get anything going against Brady Singer until very late in the ballgame. Uh, Brady Singer had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning, but then he got into some trouble. Um, Mariners, uh, they got the bases loaded. Uh, the Royals, they decided to go into their bullpen. And that's where the Mariners started to do some damage. Um, Julio Rodriguez clears the bases with a three-run double that made the score five to three. Um, and then uh, the Mariners uh, they continued uh, to tack on some more runs. Um, Eugenio Suarez drove in a run with a base hit that made the score five to four. And then Josh Rojas uh, tied the game up in the eighth inning. Uh, with a base hit uh, that tied the game up at 5-5. Five to five. Um, And then Julio Rodriguez puts the Mariners in front with an RBI base hit to give the Mariners a 6-5 to five lead. Um, going into the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, Mariners uh, feeling good about um, the position they were in. Matt Brash coming on uh, to close the game for the Mariners. Uh, but the Royals, they get a couple runners on. Um, and then uh, Salvador Perez is a sacrifice fly to tie the game up at 6-6. Six to six. Um, And then uh, the next hitter coming off of the bench, coming into the game for the Royals, lays down the perfect squeeze bunt uh, for a base hit, and the Royals go on to win game one, final score of 7-6. to six. A heartbreaking loss in game one for the Mariners, but then the Mariners, they come out, um, and uh, they really respond right away in game two. Emerson Hancock gets a start in this game for the Mariners. Uh, going up against um, Jordan Lyles. Um, and in this game, um, the Mariners, uh, they break out their offense um, big in the fourth inning. Uh, the Mariners, they have a big four-home run inning um, in the fourth inning of this ball game. They end up putting seven runs on the board in that fourth inning off of Jordan Lyles. Um, and uh, the Mariners... Only the third time in franchise history that they hit four home runs in one inning of a game. Um, you have to go all the way back to 2002 um, to uh, see the last sign that this happened. Um, and in that game, that was a game where Mike Cameron and Brett Boone hit back-to-back home runs twice in the same inning. Uh, that was also the same game where Mike Cameron hit four home runs in a game. Um, I remember watching that game when I was a kid. 
Um, and uh, that was such an incredible game to watch. Uh, but now we'll get back on topic, uh, talking about this game. Um, Mariners putting up four home runs and seven runs in the fourth inning. It got started with Eugenio Suarez hitting his 17th home run of the season. Um, and then uh, Ty France follows that up uh, with his 10th home run of the season. So back-to-back home runs to get the offense started. Um, and then with a runner on, Teoscar Hernandez hits a solo or hits a two-run home run uh, to extend the Mariners' lead uh, to four to nothing. And then um, Josh Rojas um, hits a big home run um, to um, give the Mariners a seven to nothing lead. Um, so four big home runs for the Mariners. Uh, they jump out two and. Early a big lead in this ball game, uh, but the Royals they climb their way back into this ball game. Uh, they get a run um, in the fifth inning, um, and then with the bases loaded, Bobby Witt Jr. at the plate he hits a grand slam off Emerson Hancock uh, that makes the score seven to five, and the Royals climb their way back into this ball game. Uh, but then um, Jose Caballero uh, hits an RBI double to extend the Mariners' lead. Eight to five. Um, Andres Munoz uh, comes into the ball game in the eighth inning um, and uh, gets the Mariners out of the eighth inning. But then the Mariners uh, they decide to stick with Andres Munoz going into the ninth inning. Um, and uh, normally uh, this would be a good idea, uh, but um, you know I've noticed uh, that uh, when Andres Munoz comes out to pitch a second inning, um, you know that's when he struggles. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that happened once again in this ball game. Uh, the Royals end up getting three runs off of Andres Munoz to tie the game up eight to eight. Um, Andres Munoz ends up uh, throwing over 40 pitches um, in uh, this ball game, uh, but um, he was able to limit the damage. Um, and uh, the Royals end up tying the game. Uh, this game ends up going into extra innings and tie France. Drives in a pair of runs to give the Mariners a 10 to 8 lead, and the Mariners go on to win game two, final score of 10 to 8. Um, and then in game three, uh, this was another very interesting game uh, for the Mariners. Um, uh, in this game, uh, the Mariners, uh, they get their offense going um, early in this game. Ty France drives in a run uh, to give the Mariners a 1 to nothing lead. Uh, Luis Castillo on the mound in this game for the Mariners. The Royals, they had to go with an opener um, in game three. Uh, they ended up uh, going with one of their relievers to start the game. Um, and uh, Ty France got things going with an RBI base hit. Then Cal Raleigh hits a two-run home run, his 21st home run of the season to give the Mariners a 3 to nothing lead. And then the Royals, uh, they get a couple of runs uh, with a couple of sacrifice flies. Uh, to get back into this ball game, um, uh, then the Mariners uh, they get another run uh, a little bit later on to extend their lead uh, to four to two. Um, but then uh, things start to get a little bit more um, interesting. Um, Julio Rodriguez uh, drove in his first run of the ball game to give the Mariners a four to two lead. Uh, then uh, things got a little bit more interesting. Um, uh, the Royals, uh, they get a, a big RBI base hit by um, LJ Melendez. Uh, that makes the score a 4-3. to three. Um, And then uh, 
Nelson Velasquez uh, grounds into a double play um, with the bases loaded, and that brings in uh, the game tying run at four to four. Um, and then uh, the Mariners uh, they jump back in front. Um, Julio Rodriguez uh, drives in um, a couple of runs to give the Mariners a six to four lead um, over the Royals. Um, and then in the ninth inning, Nelson Velasquez hit the solo home run off of Matt Brash. That makes the score six to five. But Matt Brash uh, hangs on um, and gets the save uh, to win the ball game. And the Mariners hang on and win game three. Final score of six to five. And then game four. Um, this was a very interesting game as well. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners, um, going up against, um, Angel Zerpa. He gets a start in this game for the Royals. Um, and in this game, this was a Julio Rodriguez show. It was a J-Rod show in this game for the Mariners. Um, really good game for Julio Rodriguez. Uh, he ends up with five hits in this ball game. Um, uh, really interesting series for the Mariners overall. They have they end up with two players uh, who get uh, five hits. Um, Julio Rodriguez uh, he ends up uh, with a five hit game, and also Teoscar Hernandez ends up with a big five hit game um, in game two of this series. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez ends up driving in uh, three runs um, in that ball game as well, um, and then uh, Julio Rodriguez. Um, Five hits in this ballgame and five RBIs. Um, uh, the Mariners, they go on to win this game 6-4. to four. Um, Julio Rodriguez uh, with an RBI single, an RBI double, and also a big three-run home run uh, for his 20th home run of the season. Um, also, Cal Raleigh hits his 22nd home run of the season in this ballgame as well. Uh, Mariners, they get a big six to four win in this ball game. Um, and Isaiah Campbell picks up the win in this ball game. Matt Brash picks up another save for the Mariners. Um, and uh, the Mariners, they end up taking three games out of four in this series against the Royals. Although, um, you know, the Royals were very pesky in this series. Uh, you know, they fouled off a lot of pitches. Uh, they really uh, squared the ball up. I've got a lot of hard contact against um, a Mariner pitching staff that has a lot of really good swing and miss stuff. Um, so you have to give the Royals a lot of credit for really battling in this series. Uh, but fortunately, the Mariners, they were able to win three games out of four in this series. Um, and, uh, you know, the Mariners, they left a lot of runners on base in this series. They probably should have won these games by a lot more runs. Um but they left a lot of runners on base. They also struggled running the bases in this series as well. Um, Jose Caballero uh, got thrown out at third in this series. Um, he also got picked off um, in this series as well. Uh, Dylan Moore had a really bad um, base running mistake um, in game four of this series as well. Um, also, Julio Rodriguez got picked off um, in a game four of this series as well. Uh, so the Mariners, they have to do a much better job of running the bases. Um, you know, they cannot afford to make mistakes um, like they did in this series uh, coming up in their next series against the Houston Astros. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see 
Um, if the Mariners could do a much better job, they did leave a lot of runners um, stranded in scoring position in this series as well. So uh, Mariners have to do a better job of picking up those runners in scoring position as well. Um, but, um, you know, it wasn't a pretty series by any stretch of the imagination for the Mariners, but they do win the series. And that's what most important. Um, that's what's most important. The Mariners win three out of four in this series against the Royals. Uh, but like I said, you have to give the Royals a lot of credit for really uh, playing some tough, close baseball games in this series. So um, Mariners, a good series win um, to improve to 11 games above the 500 mark. Mariners now find themselves half a game behind the Toronto Blue Jays for that third and final AL wildcard spot. So Mariners in a really good position, but now they have a very big series kind of coming up against the Houston Astros. Uh, made a little bit of a mistake on the last podcast episode. Um, I was looking a little bit too far ahead. I was looking into the Mariners' homestand. Uh, the Mariners, um, I thought they were going to play the, against the A's next, uh, but they will play the Astros over in Houston. Um, then they will go to Chicago to take on the White Sox. Um, so the Mariners, big series coming up against the Astros. Astros right in front of the Mariners in both the AL West division and in uh, the American League wildcard standings. The Astros currently hanging on to that second AL wildcard spot. So a uh, big opportunity for the Mariners to try to gain some ground in this series against the Astros. You will see some really good pitching matchups in this series. Uh, game one uh, will be a matchup between two rookie starting pitchers, Bryce Miller going up against JP France. Um, and then uh, in game two, um, you will see a matchup between two really good veteran starting pitchers, Logan Gilbert going up against Fromber Valdez. Um, and then in game three, you will see another matchup against young rookies, Emerson Hancock going up against Hunter Brown. Uh, so interesting pitching matchups. Um, hopefully the Mariners will have JP Crawford back for this series against the Astros. Um, JP Crawford, um, hopefully he will be back, um, coming back from his concussion um, that he suffered um, when he uh, ran into Eugenio Suarez in the Mariners-Padres series. Um, but uh, hopefully uh, J.P. Crawford will be back. That can definitely help uh, the Mariners. Um, and uh, it'll be great to have him back at the leadoff spot. So hopefully he will be back in time for this series. Um, but uh, one interesting thing to watch in this series between the Mariners and the Astros um, the Astros, um, they um, have the they strike out the least um, in baseball, and uh, they also walk the most in baseball. The Mariners, uh, their pitching staff, um, has the most strikeouts uh, right now in baseball. Um, so it'll be really interesting to watch the strikeout to walk ratio. The Mariners, they don't walk a whole lot of batters. Um, so who's going to win this strikeout to walk ratio? Uh, ratio um, that should be uh, very interesting uh, in this series, um, as well as you know what I talk about every time the Mariners and Astros play each other. You got to score early, you got to score often, you got to add on runs, and um, it's going to come down to the bullpens as well. Two very good bullpens, uh, whichever team um, could uh, hang on to the lead late in ball games will most likely win these games. But the Mariners have held their own against Astros. They are five and two against the Astros this season. So the Mariners playing some really good baseball against the Astros. 
hopefully that will continue in this series um, in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But hopefully the Mariners will continue to play well. They've really been playing well um, lately, and hopefully that will continue. So uh, that's my thoughts on um, everything for today. Now I just want to leave you guys with a quick thought before I go. Um, <clears throat> I heard a really interesting um, thought on the radio, of a very interesting, um, encouraging word, um, an incredible reminder to all of us. Um, and um, there was a woman uh, that uh, um, was, um, you know, um, going through a situation where, um, you know, she was... Um, about to, to die. Um, and, um, you know, she knew that her time on this earth was, was going to be, um, you know, very short. Um, and so, so she reached out to her pastor, um, and she gave him some instructions, um, on how she wanted her funeral, uh, to be directed. Um, and she told the pastor that she wanted to be buried with a fork in her hand. Um, and the pastor was kind of like, you know, why, why would you want to be buried with a fork in your hand? Um, and she shared with him a memory that she had growing up, um, you know, when her family would, um, you know, would get together and have dinner. Um, and, uh, you know, the, after they were done with dinner and, you know, they would um, clear the table, um, you know, um, get all the dishes and clear the table. Um, and uh, everybody would tell her, hey, hang on to your fork, keep your fork. Um, and, um, you know, the reason why uh, they would all hang on to their forks uh, was because dessert was coming. Something better was coming. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's what she wanted everybody to uh, to think about. You know, um, she wanted to be buried with a fork in her hand um, because, uh, you know, when your life ends here on, on this earth, um, as Christians, uh, we know that... Um, you know, that's, that's not where the story ends. Um, death is not the end. Um, but, um, you know, um, when our time ends here on this earth, uh, we know that something better is coming. Um, you know, we will spend eternity, um, in heaven, um, you know, in, in the glory of God. Um, and, uh, the Bible says in, uh, John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after death. Um, this is an incredible reminder to all of us uh, that, uh, you know, um, we don't have to be afraid of death. Um, you know, and, um, you know, um, when our time ends here on this earth and when God calls us home as Christians, we believe um, that uh, the best is yet to come. Um, and, uh, we will spend eternity, um, in heaven, um, you know, um, with our heavenly father, um, and we will spend eternity in his glory. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love. And God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening. I know this was a long podcast today. Um, but, uh, just had a lot to talk about. So, um, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks.